There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, listeners to the podcast. Hello, video viewers. How are you? How is life treating you today? I hope that it's basically treating you okay um, and that the world is not such a bad place for you at this particular moment in time. Here is a new episode of my podcast with a video version, which you can see on YouTube. Here we go. Let's let's get started properly. Okay, listeners. Okay, video viewers. Stick with me. Listen closely. Pay attention. You can definitely learn a lot of English uh, from this episode. So let's get started. And here we go. Welcome. It's time to dissect the frog again as we look at some of the most popular jokes from the Edinburgh Festival Fringe of this year, 2021. I'm going to read the jokes to you and then explain them so you can understand them fully and also uh, learn some new vocabulary in the process. This is something I've been doing every year at the end of the Edinburgh Festival, at the end of August, the beginning of September, when the list of the most popular jokes is published in newspapers. Uh, last year, I didn't managed to do one of these. I didn't do one of these uh, episodes because Ed Fringe got cancelled due to COVID-19. But the festival was back this year. So here we go again. Let's find some popular jokes told by comedians at the Fringe and use them to learn English. So some of you might be going, Ed Fringe? What is Ed Fringe? What is the Festival Fringe? What are you talking about? I know Edinburgh, and that's how we pronounce it, Edinburgh. I know Edinburgh, but what's all this stuff about Edinburgh Fringe? Well, just in case you don't know, the Edinburgh Fringe, and the full name of that is the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. This is basically a huge comedy festival that happens every August in Edinburgh in Scotland. Edinburgh is the capital city of Scotland. So it's basically a big comedy festival. Sometimes it's called the Edinburgh Festival Fringe, Uh, Sometimes it's called Edinburgh Fringe. Sometimes it's called the Edinburgh Comedy Festival, uh, Ed Fringe, uh, just The Fringe, or simply Edinburgh. Okay, Um, so it's it's referred to by various names, but the official name is the Edinburgh Festival Fringe. It's one of the biggest comedy festivals in the world. And every August, comedians travel to the city in order to perform comedy to the large crowds of people who travel there. For comedians, August in Edinburgh is a huge opportunity to get exposure and experience, but it's very tough, especially at the beginning when you have to drum up an audience of people to come to your shows every day. Uh, I've never actually done Edinburgh myself as a comedian. I always chose not to do it. And also um, back in those days, um, uh, August was always the most popular, most busy month for the school I 
worked in. So it was very difficult to get time off. But apparently Edinburgh, yes, very, very tough. It's gruelling. If you do the entire month, it's exhausting. Um, There's a lot of tension, a lot of pressure, probably a lot of drinking, late nights, and um, probably very hard work, but very good experience uh, if you are a comedian. And just in case you don't know, stand-up, that stand-up comedy is a form of entertainment that involves one comedian standing on stage with a microphone. Have I got a microphone to hand? Standing on stage with a uh, microphone, telling stories and jokes uh, in an effort to make the audience laugh. So someone goes up, hello there. That wasn't exactly the funniest beginning to a stand-up comedian. Hello there. Um, Anyway, stand-up is an extremely popular form of entertainment in the English-speaking world. Um, I do stand-up. It's not my main job, but I do it. Although, since COVID arrived, I haven't done it very much. Anyway, this episode is about specific jokes told by comedians during the Fringe this year. But stand-up comedians don't really just go up and tell individual jokes one after the other. That's not really what stand-up is. It's not like, hello, folks, so why did the chicken cross the road? Or, um, you know, why did six... Why was six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> That's not really what it is. It's not just individual jokes being told one after, one after the other, except in the case of some specific comedians, people like Tim Vine, who do that. Most people... Um, Most people will fit their jokes into stories or observations about the world or confessions about themselves, Um, okay? However, the list of the best jokes from The Fringe just picks simple one or two-line jokes from people's performances. So it's not necessarily a great reflection of what the comedy routine was like. It's more just like, okay, let's just pick a few jokes that we can take from some of these routines and then uh, publish them. So... I've written here, lower your expectations now. (laughs) Um, I expect that taking these jokes away from their original performances will not help the jokes. These jokes will probably be less funny outside the comedy show that they came from because we're going to remove the context of the joke, we're going to remove the attitude and personality of the comedian who told the joke and what was happening in the room that particular evening. And all those elements have a huge impact on how funny the joke will be. So, it's not very fair to judge these jokes on their own like this, outside of their original context, but this is still an interesting experiment in learning English, so here we go. Here's how we're going to do this. First, I will read each joke one by one, and there are nine jokes in total. How many jokes do you get? If you get a joke, it means that you understand why it's funny. Ideally, you will laugh... But you can also groan, and groaning is kind of like going, oh, like that, as if it's painful. And if you groan, it means you've understood why it's funny or why it should be funny. You understand the joke, you just don't think it's funny. Oh, okay. Um, If you don't understand it, you need to say, I don't get it. I don't get it means I know you've told me a joke, but I don't know why it's funny. I don't get it. The main thing is you have to notice and acknowledge that a joke has been told to you, okay? And when you start to hear more and more jokes, you start to get a sense of their rhythm and timing and structure. So listen to the jokes. Do you get them all? 
That's the first thing. Then I will go through each joke one by one and I will break them all down, explaining exactly how they work, showing you double meanings, explaining any specific vocabulary or cultural reference points and giving you all the information that you need to be able to understand these jokes properly. Okay? There is a lot of vocabulary to be learned from this, which I will highlight as we go through, and then I'll recap it at the end. So get ready. It's time to dissect the frog again. And of course, I have to say the quote, don't I? Explaining a joke is like dissecting a frog. You can learn something from it, but the frog dies in the process. So sorry, frogs. Actually, here's a um, an illustration. So video viewers, you can see this on the screen. Um, audio viewers, I'll just describe it for you. So I don't know when this was, maybe a couple of years ago, um, I received uh, this uh, from Evgenia, uh, who is an illustrator. And Evgenia wrote this as her depiction of me, um, at maybe at the beginning of one of my episodes in which I'm about to explain some jokes. In fact, I'm about to dissect the frog. And so it's an illustration of me with my headphones on and I've got a scalpel and a pair of scissors and there's a frog on the desk in front of me and I'm about to start dissecting it, the poor thing. When I shared this on Twitter, some people thought that I was about to start eating the frog. But no, no, that's not what we're doing. We're dissecting the frog, like in a laboratory. You open the frog out in order to understand how it works. That's called dissecting. Similarly, with these jokes, we're going to open them up in order to, you know, understand how they work. But unfortunately, the jokes will die in the process. Thanks, Evgenia, for this uh, uh, illustration. Right, let's move on. So, yes, I expect I will be killing all these jokes by explaining them. And you're not really meant to explain jokes, and if you do, the joke suddenly becomes less funny. It's like magic. Most jokes work by surprise when you're not expecting something to arrive, and then it does. You know, it's the surprise that's, that's the trigger, really. Getting the double meaning instantly is usually the only way to find a joke funny. It has to happen instantly. So I can't guarantee that you will laugh at these jokes, but this is certainly going to be good for your English in any case. Just a reminder of some joke types. So a lot of these jokes, the ones that we're going to look at, use these things. So there are synonyms often come up in jokes. This is where these synonyms are obviously different words with a similar meaning. Um, These are like moments when the language overlaps. You know, like when words sound the same, but they're different words or when words uh, mean the same thing, but they're different words. Um, You know, it's just like moments that language overlaps with itself. These create little wormholes that you can use to create jokes. Like when two things mean the same thing at the same time and oh my goodness, it's like two meanings at the same time. Mm -hmm. Uh, Common fixed expressions and sayings are often used in jokes homophones these are different words that sound the same similes these are ways in which we find similarities between otherwise different things so expressing similarities is very common in jokes this is like this because of this and then the pullback and reveal which is an old joke telling technique where you start with certain amount of information and when you get extra information suddenly the whole situation has changed with hilarious consequences. So, top jokes from Edinburgh Fringe 
2021. And I'm getting this list from the website chortle.co.uk, which is the UK's number one comedy website. Chortle.co.uk. And um, so are we? Are you ready? Are you ready to start going through the list? You're saying, yes, look, we were ready 10 minutes ago. Okay, I better get started then. So without any further ado, let's go through this list of jokes. Nine jokes in total. Which ones do you get? Here we go. Number one. I thought the word caesarean began with the letter S. But when I looked in the dictionary, it was in the C section. Joke number two. My therapist told me a problem shared is a hundred quid. Third joke. Me and my ex were into role play. I'd pretend to be James Bond and she'd pretend she still loved me. Number four. The Roman emperor's wife hates playing hide and seek because wherever she goes, Julius Caesar. (laughs) Number five. Marvin Gaye used to keep a sheep in my vineyard. He'd herd it through the grapevine. Number six. My grandparents were married for 40 years, but everything took longer back then. Number seven. I think Chewbacca is French because he understands English but refuses to speak it. (laughs) Number eight. I don't know what you call a small spillage from a pen, but I have an inkling. Number nine. People say zoos are inhumane, but that's because they're for animals. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) is that the sound of thousands and thousands of lepsters going huh is that what just happened did you just kind of go okay not funny not funny not funny i don't know maybe or maybe you just went huh don't get it 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 maybe i think i get it not sure let's find out okay so actually this is going to be the vocabulary focus now um let's go through these jokes again let's go through those jokes again and break them down so you can understand them fully picking up bits of vocabulary along the way so here are the broken down uh, versions and i just want to say sorry to all the frogs who are I'm, ab- I'm about to dissect so the first one um who, who wrote this joke i need to uh, at, write the credits in masai graham wrote uh, this one this was actually listed as the the best one i don't think it is the best one but anyway so masai graham wrote this i thought the word caesarean began with the letter s but when i looked in the dictionary it was in the c section right so the 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 key things here are the words caesarean and also the phrase c section now these things are synonyms they mean almost the same thing a cesarean it's not a very pleasant thing okay and this is not something that we regularly talk about in the uk it's not like a common topic of conversation like oh cup of tea or how's your cesarean you know it's not 
normal sort of water cooler chat, like when you come to the office for the first time, you know, after your summer holidays. Oh, how was your holiday? Oh, it's fine. How's your cesarean? All right. You know, we don't really do that. A cesarean is um, something, a procedure that might be done during childbirth. And uh, normally when a child is born, the child passes through the, the mother's birth canal, which means that the child passes from the womb out of the woman's body in the normal way, right through the birth canal. Very painful, complicated process. Sometimes that process is actually um, too dangerous and too risky, or there are other complications during childbirth. And so sort of plan B needs to be carried out, which is the caesarean. And this, this is when um, uh, the, the, the mother is cut, essentially cut open, and the baby's removed without it going through the birth canal. So a, an operation is done, surgery is done, in order to remove the baby directly from uh, the, the womb. Um, so there you go, that's a caesarean. Obviously a very, you know, important, quite serious uh, procedure during childbirth. And so don't get the wrong impression. We're not talking about caesareans all the time, and we're not joking about caesareans all the time. But, I mean, you know, humour, comedy, stand-up on stage, not humour in everyday life, but doing a performance on stage, sometimes you end up touching on subjects which are a little different and which are a little bit shocking or the sorts of things that get a reaction from people, things that are slightly taboo things that maybe you shouldn't really talk about. Sometimes in comedy, those things become very funny for some reason, maybe because there's a sort of sl slight sense of risk or something about them. Anyway, so that's a caesarean. It's a medical procedure to remove a child from the mother's uh, womb uh, by uh, cutting um, it open rather than the child passing through the birth canal as usual, right? So, caesarean. It's spelled C-A-E-S. So, it begins with a C. C-A-E-S-A-R-E-A-N. Difficult spelling because of all those vowels. You've got an A-E and an E-A in there as well. C-A-E-S-A-R-E-A-N. So, the joke then. I thought the word caesarean began with the letter S. It does sound like it begins with the letter S, doesn't it? Caesarean. But when I looked in the dictionary, it was in the C section. So C section, this phrase is just another way of saying a caesarean. Okay, they, the, you know, doctors carried out a C section. Doctors carried out a caesarean. Same thing. C section, caesarean. Caesarean, C section. Same thing. So they're synonyms. So there you go. There's the basis of the joke. I thought the word caesarean began with the letter S, but when I looked in the dictionary, it was in the C section. All right. So, I mean, if you don't find that funny, at least you can take away the two phrases, caesarean and a C-section, right? So everyone's a winner, ultimately. Okay. All right. Let's move on to number two. And by the way, as we go through these listeners, viewers, um, what, shall I, what, what am I going to ask you to do? First of all, tell us uh, how many jokes you got the first time round. Tell us how many jokes you got the second time round, and then just tell us any other comments that you have, any other thoughts that arrive in your head uh, as you go through this, listening to these jokes and hearing them being broken down. 
Okay, uh, let us know your thoughts in the comments section. I'm very curious to know what you think of all of this. Uh, joke number two by Ivor Dembina was this. My therapist told me a problem shared is 100 quid, please. So my therapist told me a problem shared is 100 quid, please. So this is based on the common phrase, um, a problem shared is a problem halved. I don't know if you've ever heard that. A, co- uh, a problem shared is a problem halved. A problem shared is a problem halved. So if you share, if you've got a problem and you share that problem with someone, you talk about it, then somehow the problem becomes less heavy. It's, you reduce that problem by 50%. You halve the problem. To half something, cut something in half. Um, halved is the past form of the verb, to halve something. It's to halve something, isn't it? Rather than to half something. Hold on a minute. Let me check. Half. H-A-L-V-E. Which is the verb meaning to cut something in half. When you halve something, or when it halves, and the L is silent, it's reduced to half its previous size or amount. Okay, so where was I? A problem shared is a problem halved. So you cut the problem in half when you share it with someone, which is, you know, old, an old saying, probably true. You reduce problems when you share them. But this is something... Okay, so that's the basic phrase. My therapist told me. So a therapist is someone that you go to if you are having some difficulties or problems, like mentally, normally, and you share those problems with the therapist. The therapist is there to listen to you and give their comments and stuff. But mainly it's the act of sharing with the therapist which helps to reduce your problems. So a therapist might say, you know, a problem shared is a problem halved. A therapist might say that. But really, this joke is about the fact that therapists charge too much money and that it's kind of a comment on the fact that therapy is it's a money-making, um, um, it's a money-making uh, thing rather than purely a helpful thing. Okay, a problem shared is a is 100 quid, please. Quid means pounds. It's the slang word that we use in England, in English for pounds. So a problem shared is a hundred quid, please. All right. I mean, there you go. What do you think? Do you think that, uh, do you think they've got a, think that Ivor's got a point? Do you think the therapists charge too much money? Number three, me and my ex-wife were into, sorry, me and my ex. So that's ex. I, it's going to be an ex-wife here because it's a woman, as we find out later on in the sentence. So my ex could be my ex-wife, my ex-husband. In this case, it's my ex-wife. Me and my ex-wife should actually be my ex-wife and I. If I'm going to be like a grammar purist about it, uh, my ex-wife and I is correct. But anyway, me and my ex-wife or me and my ex is quite common. Uh, Me and my ex were into role play. I'd pretend to be James Bond and she'd pretend she still loved me. (laughs) So this is... I think this is the best joke so far. I like this joke. I think this is a good joke. So me and my ex were into role play. To be into role play. So role play is uh, basically means pretending to be someone else or to pretending to be in a different situation. Often during sex to make it more interesting. Okay. Um, 
All right. So, you, you know, it could be like doctors and nurses or um, what else? Well, all sorts of different types of role play. You know, it, it means imagining a situation, pretending to be someone else in order to improve uh, sex, to make sex more interesting. To pretend to be someone else, that means that's when you act like someone else. So like when you act like a, um, a, uh, a plumber or something who's coming to visit. Okay. So, and, and he pretended to be James Bond and she pretended that she still loved him. Okay, that's good. That's good because um, it tells you a lot of things about their relationship. It tells you that he that he is into her more than she's into him. In fact, that she doesn't really love him anymore and that she's kind of pretending all the time. We did, a, we did role play. I pretended I was James Bond. Now we expect him to say, and she pretended she was, I don't know, like Miss Moneypenny or something. That's what we expect. But <laughs> she pretended she still loved me, uh, which kind of tells you all you need to know about their relationship, I think. Okay, number four. How are you getting on, listeners, viewers? Are you understanding these jokes? Again, as I said, let me know in the comments section how much of this you understand. Okay, I will be going through the vocab again at the end to help you remember. Number four. The ro- okay, this one is a bit of a stretch. The Roman emperor's wife hates playing hide-and-seek because wherever she goes, Julius Caesar. <laughs> That's by Adele Cliff. Now, this is a pun, uh, a word joke, and it's just that one, it's just that one thing sounds just like something else. Two things sound the same. And the joke here is that Julius Caesar, which is the name of the famous Roman emperor, Julius Caesar, sounds like Julius sees her, like with his eyes. Julius sees her. Julius Caesar. Julius Caesar. They sound the same. And this is why Julius's wife hates playing hide-and-seek because Julius always sees her. Julius Caesar. Yeah, yeah, I think you get it. Do you get it? Maybe there are other things I need to explain, like we've got to play hide-and-seek. Hide-and-seek is a game that children usually play, okay, and it's basically where one of the children is is on and they count to 100 and all the other children hide and that uh, the child who's on has to go and find the other kids. Hide and seek. Seek means find or look for. Okay, so all the other kids hide, and one of them has to try and look for them and find them all. That's called hide and seek. It's a classic. It's a classic game. So why does the Roman, the Roman emperor's wife hate playing hide and seek? Because Julius sees her. Julius Caesar. They do sound the same. Julius Caesar and Julius Caesar, they do sound the same. And that is important for the sort of integrity of a joke that these little things are important. Like, you know, the homophones have to be genuine homophones. Otherwise, the connection is far too weak. Okay. Now, number five, I think, is the... It's got to be the worst. I'm not sure if it's the worst or maybe the best joke, but I'm going to go for the worst one. You can let me know what you think. I'd be surprised if 
many people got this one. So number five, Marvin Gaye used to keep a sheep in my vineyard. He'd heard it through the grapevine. That's by Leo Curse. Huh. So Marvin Gaye, you have to know who Marvin Gaye is, first of all. So Marvin Gaye is an absolute legend in music. And he was a singer with Motown Records. Motown was a, a record label based in Detroit. And the Motown sound is a very famous sound, um, a kind of soul music, um, particular, a particular sound with a certain kind of production value and, and, and so on. So Marvin Gaye was a singer, a soul singer. And one of his most famous songs was called I Heard It Through the Grapevine. I Heard It Through the Grapevine. Okay. So Marvin Gaye used to keep a sheep in my vineyard. He'd heard it through the grapevine. So I think, okay, first of all, you've got the word heard. And this is the principal homophone at the heart of this joke. But also you've got the phrase to hear, some, to hear it through the grapevine. So heard, let's start with this. Huh. Heard has got two different meanings. One meaning of heard, that's H-E-R-D as a verb, means to... Uh, move animals into a particular place, like sheep or or cows, to move the sheep or cows into a particular field, herd them in the, in a certain direction. Okay, that's herd, moving animals. And then herd, the other meaning, is H-E-A-R-D, and it's the past tense of hear, to hear something. All right, did you hear this joke? Okay. Let, let me go through this step by step. This is difficult to explain. He'd heard it through the grapevine. This is a bit of a groaner. Ooh, one of those ones that you might hear and groan rather than laugh. That's where you go, ooh, like it almost hurts. Heard it through the grapevine is one of Marvin Gaye's most famous songs. Do you know it? I heard it through the grapevine. How much longer will you be mine? Which is like a badly sung version of it but heard it through the grapevine is one of his most famous songs heard can also mean to move a group of animals in a certain direction like sheep or cows you herd your sheep into a field now according to this joke marvin used to keep a sheep in my vineyard a vineyard is a place where you grow grapes for wine okay so it's a place where there are going to be lots of vine trees for growing uh, grapes for wine Oh, this is complicated, isn't it? <laughs> so that's the grapevine. The grapevine is where the grapes grow. But there's also an idiom in English. God, how many different things have we got in this joke? There's an idiom in English, which is through the grapevine or to hear something through the grapevine. And this is when you hear people gossiping about something, when you overhear people talking about something, when you hear rumours or gossip about something, you can say that you heard it on the grapevine or you heard it through the grapevine. So in the case of the song, I heard it through the grapevine, Marvin Gaye is singing about how he, he hears that his girlfriend is cheating on him. And how does he know? Because he heard it through the grapevine. He heard it through the grapevine. He heard it through the grapevine. He heard rumours or gossip about it. But then, in this joke, we've got he'd heard it through the grapevine, meaning move an animal. He attempted to move the sheep around through the grapevines of the plants in his vineyard. So Marvin Gaye used to own a sheep. What was it? 
Oh, dear. I mean, if you have to explain it this much, then it's probably not a very good joke. Marvin Gaye used to keep a sheep in my vineyard. He'd herd it through the grapevine. I mean, he'd literally make it move through the, the wine-growing field. Oh, dear. <laughs> so, just vocab. To herd sheep, H-E-R-D, to hear something on the grapevine or to hear something through the grapevine. Okay, the, and a vineyard as well is is there too. So at the very least, you've learned some words here, I, I hope. But this joke, this is too much of a stretch, meaning mm, difficult to understand. And if you get the joke, please let me know. Write a comment in the comment section. Do you get the Marvin Gaye joke? And what do you think of it? Okay, final three jokes here. So number six um, is like this. My grandparents were married for 40 years, but everything took longer back then. That's by Will Mars. Uh, My grandparents were married for 40 years, but everything took longer back then. So this is kind of a clever little joke. Everything took longer in the past. Travelling, communicating and so on. Marriages seemed to last longer too. But then everything took longer back then, didn't it? I probably don't need to explain it any more than that. And number seven, I think Chewbacca is French because he understands English but refuses to speak it. That's by Samir Katz. I like that joke. I think that's funny. Uh, Chewbacca is a character from Star Wars. He's the Wookiee. That's my Chewbacca impression. So uh, Chewbacca is this character from Star Wars, the one who's very hairy and doesn't speak English. But he understands English, which is weird. He understands it, but he doesn't speak it. And Samir Katz thinks that this makes Chewbacca French. Okay, now this is quite funny, and of course it hits two of my favourite notes. Well, three, in fact. There's Star Wars, France, and speaking English. Um, So, there is a... Okay, so the, the... the fact is here that the joke is based on the idea that, uh, or maybe the cliche or misconception, that French people are able to speak English, but they choose not to for whatever reason. And this attitude maybe comes from tourists who go to Paris. They go to cafes, whatever. The waiters definitely understand and speak English, but they you know, refuse to speak it. Instead, they just speak French. This is what people say when they've been to Paris. You know, the French are funny, aren't they? Because they, they don't want to speak English. They refuse to speak. They can do it, but they refuse to. This is what people say. Okay. So, there is a common misconception that French people arrogantly refuse to speak English in Paris, let's say. Uh, but I find that French people are more willing to speak English than it seems. And in fact, they're a bit more shy than arrogant. And if a French person in Paris speaks French to you, that's quite normal, as you're in France. Also, rather than being arrogant, a lot of French people just feel quite self-conscious about their accent and certain common mistakes that French people often make. They also might have bad memories from English lessons at school, which kind of knocked all the confidence out of them. And um, they're afraid to be judged by each other So it's more likely to be shyness than arrogance if French people choose not to speak English. Um, 
So, I mean, I actually really like the joke. I think it's really funny. Chewbacca is French because he understands English but refuses to speak it. I think it's a really great joke. But just to be clear, I think that French people don't always refuse to speak English. A lot of them speak much more English these days. And often they don't speak English because they're just shy rather than arrogant. Um, Number eight. I don't know what you call a small spillage from a pen, but I have an inkling... All right, this is a clever this is a clever little joke. It might be difficult for you to get. I'd be surprised if any of you got this to be honest. So, to have an inkling means to have a suspicion or an idea of something. Like, hmm, I've got an idea. I don't know who stole the last biscuit, but I have an inkling or I have an inkling of an idea who took that biscuit and I think it was you. So, to have an inkling is to have a, a, a suspicion or an idea. Okay, but an inkling, interesting word, an inkling does sound like a small spillage of ink from a pen. A spillage is when something spills, something spills out. Um, A spillage. Okay, a spillage is when something spills. For example, um, you know, if you've got your glass of water on the table and you knock the table and then, oh, no, we've got a bit of a spillage here. Let me clear it up a spillage a spillage of ink from a pen this is something that happens a lot doesn't it you know if you leave the pen in your top pocket you might get a spillage of ink from the pen if you break it the ink might come out if you get the nib very dirty it might clock uh, clog up the nib and then you end up with like ink spreading on the side of the pen so we've all had that sort of small spillage of ink from a pen uh what do you call that though hmm, not sure but i have an inkling so an inkling would be a good word for that, right? But it's not the word for that. So what do we call a small spillage from of ink from a pen? Mm, I'm not sure, but um, I've got an idea. That's what that means. Uh, but uh, I have an inkling. Inkling could be the word. Yeah, okay. So to have an inkling, I have an inkling that. I have an inkling that... Um, I know who stole the biscuit. I have an inkling who it was. And a spillage is when something is spilled. Okay. Number nine. People say zoos are inhumane. But that's because they're for animals, said Samir Katz. Now, I'm not sure I have to explain that, do I? Maybe I do. Basically, it's based on the word humane or the word inhumane. So inhumane is a word that we use a lot. Well, a lot when it's appropriate. And if something is inhumane, it basically means uh, that people have not been treated um, fairly. Okay? So, um, inhumane treatment of people, for example. So, if you get, let's say you've got prisoners, people in, in prison, uh, even if uh, they haven't uh, been to court yet, even if they haven't been sentenced by a judge yet even if they haven't seen a judge yet people have to be kept in prison right uh but people should have rights even if they're in prison they you know have the right to be safe and they they have the right to um see a lawyer and and so on now if it's a very inhumane prison then those people wouldn't be given rights they might be beaten they might be deprived of food or comfort uh, and social interactions that would be inhumane treatment of people Okay, uh, bullying, uh, abusing, um, 
not providing them with the right kind of facilities. Um, that's inhumane treatment of people, keeping them in cages with no windows and stuff. Do cages have windows? I don't know. You know what I mean. That's inhumane treatment of people. Okay. Uh, so let me just go through my notes here. Being humane means treating people in a reasonable and humanistic manner. Treating people with respect, dignity and justice. Inhumane is the opposite. Okay. And although it includes the word human, we do use this word to refer to the cruel treatment of animals. So inhumane for things that are done to people, but we also use inhumane to talk about the treatment of animals. For example, keep, keeping animals in a cage is inhumane. Even though they're still animals, we use the word inhumane. And this is just a funny little thing that can make you laugh when you notice it. Inhumane treatment of animals. But they're not human. They're animals. That's basically what the joke does. People say zoos are inhumane, but that's because they're for animals. It's, a, it's kind of a fair point when you think about it. Um... Okay. Well, there you go. There you go. That is the end of this episode. Slightly shorter than previous joke explaining episodes that I've done in the past. If you would like to... Oh, wait a minute. It's not the end because I want to go through some of that vocabulary, don't I? Let me just note down humane and inhumane. Okay, let's go through some of the vocab again. Let's do a quick, um, quick recap of the of the vocab. Okay, so if you're listening to this on the audio podcast, um, well, what what I'm going to do now is I'm going to sort of describe the word or phrase, and I want you to tell me which word or phrase it is. Can you remember? Okay, let's get started. So I'm going to recap the vocab that we've had so far in this episode. And what I'm going to do is describe the word or phrase, and I want you to try to tell me which word or phrase it is, okay? Um, Whoops. Now, I will be, um, if you're watching the video, I'll hide the words and then reveal them when I give you the answer. When you're listening, you can just listen and try and remember. So the first one, we've actually got two phrases for this. What do we call that procedure? It's a medical procedure during childbirth. If there's a problem or for whatever reason it is, um, instead of the the, the baby going through the birth canal and being born in the normal way, uh, instead an incision is made and the baby is removed directly. What do we call that? Well, that is called a caesarean or a, what's the other word for it? A C-section. Okay, right, moving on. What is it that people say when someone else has got a problem, they're feeling depressed or anxious about something, and you want to encourage them to talk about it because talking about your problems reduces your problems? What is it that people say in that, in that situation? They say a problem shared is what? A problem shared is a problem halved. Halved. H-A-L-V-E-D. A problem shared is a problem halved. Uh, next one. What's the word, the slang word in English? The slang word in English, which means um, pounds. How much is that? 50 pounds. What's the slang word that means pounds? It's the word quid, of course. 50 quid. Um a problem shared is 100 quid, please. Halved, to halve something, H-A-L-V-E, 
To halve something means to cut it in half or to, you know, reduce it by 50%. Role play. Role play. Now, role play is something that people do during sex, but it's also something that people do during comedy and also during uh, language learning. You do role plays to practice, um, you know, your English. Uh, but anyway, in the case of the joke, it was a, it was about a sexual thing. So to be into role play, to be, to enjoy playing role play games. And um, that could be sexual. Um, and in a role play, you pretend to be someone else. Oh, I'm, I forgot to do the quiz part of that, didn't I? So to pretend, anyway, there's the word. To pretend to be someone, uh, it's when you uh, imagine or act like you are somebody else. Okay. Uh, next one is a game, a, a game that kids play where uh, most of the children um, um, go to a place where they can't be found and then one of the children goes to look for everybody. It's called, it's called hide and seek. That's right. Uh, next bit of vocab. What's the verb that we would use to mean to, to move a, a group of animals from one place to another place? So, like, uh, imagine lots of sheep, and you're there with a dog and maybe a stick or something, and you're trying to move all those sheep into a different field. To herd sheep. I don't know if making sheep noises helped there. Like, hmm, I don't know this word. And then I go, and you're like, I got it, to herd animals. I don't know if my making animal noises helps at all. Um, What's a phrase that means to hmm, to get some information from uh, general gossip or to get some information by overhearing it or to get some information by listening to rumours that people are saying. It's also the so- uh, a, a Marvin Gaye song. To hear something through the grapevine or to hear something on the grapevine. Okay. How do you know about that? Oh, I just heard it, heard it on the grapevine. I've heard on the grapevine that you're going to get a new job. For example, a vineyard is a place where people grow grapes. They grow grapevines to grow grapes, which then get turned into wine. So a vineyard is, a, is like a place or a farm where wine is, is produced. To have an inkling is to have a little idea or suspicion. It's like, hmm, I wonder who took that biscuit. I'm not sure, but I have an inkling that it was Mr. Smith. It was Jeff Smith. I have an inkling that it might be Jeff who took the last biscuit. Okay, to have an inkling. A spillage. Oh, I did it again. I'm supposed to do this in quiz format. Anyway, a spillage is when you spill something, right? So it could be a spillage of water. But also, we do talk about things like an oil spillage in the, in the ocean, don't we? A spillage. And then we've got the word, what, what, what adjective is used to describe the way people are treated with respect and dignity and with their rights being upheld. It's they are treated in a, in a humane way. And the opposite of that is, of course, what? Inhumane. There you go. Let me read the jokes to you one more time. And um, just as a final third time before we finish the episode. Okay, here we go. So number one, I thought the word caesarean began with the letter S. But when I looked in the dictionary, it was in the C section. My therapist told me a problem shared is a hundred quid, please. Me and my ex were into role play. I'd pretend to be James Bond and she'd pretend she still loved me. 
The Roman emperor's wife hates playing hide-and-seek because wherever she goes, Julius Caesar. Marvin Gaye used to keep a sheep in my vineyard. He'd herd it through the grapevine. My grandparents were married for 40 years, but everything took longer back then. I think Chewbacca is French because he understands English but refuses to speak it. I don't know what you call a small spillage from a pen, but I have an inkling. People say zoos are inhumane, but that's because they're for animals. OK, well, that is finally it then. Thank you to you for watching or listening to this. It's been a pleasure to be joined by you, even though technically I've just been sitting alone in my room. But I'm imagining that you're all there having a fantastic time listening to uh, me explain these jokes. Um, I've got nine dead frogs on the floor now. I'm going to have to deal with them. Um, And also, thank you for those comedians. Thank you to those comedians for uh, writing those wonderful, wonderful jokes. Um, We'll do this again next year, as long as Edinburgh still exists then and that it hasn't been cancelled for some reason um okay (laughs) good thank you everyone as i said let me know in the comment section did you understand these jokes what did you think of them all right i'll let you do that in your own time but for now it's just time for me to say again thank you for listening and i'll speak to you soon all right good bye 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 Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.